back to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Well, we're back. And, uh, you know, we was talking during the, the break there. And, uh, Mark, I remember uh, the UCLA game. We, uh, we played them at home my senior year, which was your junior season, and uh, we beat them pretty good. I think it was 42 to 10 I think it was or something. 42 to 10. Yeah, and Mike had that signature run at that, at that time that everyone says is probably the one that got him to Heisman. But you got another story oh, yeah. about it. Well, first on that run, Harry Grimager had the block that got Mike in when Mike reversed his field. Oh, okay, yeah, he'll, okay. I'll tell you about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, Terry Donahue, uh, so they came out to Lincoln in 83. Right. And we beat them 42 to 10. Yeah. And so the next year, you know, we're going out to UCLA, and, and he's talking big on, you know, on the papers or radio. and. He goes, I guarantee it won't be 42 to 10 this year out here in California. <laughs> so we went out there, we beat him 42 to 7. <laughs> well, at least he didn't lie. You know, you know and the, the, the cool thing about that game that I don't think a lot of people know or remember, Harry, so Harry Grimager was left guard, right? Right. He, he got the Chevrolet player of the game, offensive player offensive, of the game. Offensive what? How many, how many offensive guards get the offensive player of the game? Not very many at all. So, in other words, Harry was in, he was in California handling his business. That's right. <laughs> Brought a trophy on the plane. <laughs> so, you'll have to – Coach Tenniper used to have a great story about that. That's the story you got to have Harry tell. Okay, okay. I'm going to keep that in mind because I definitely want to hear it because Harry, man, I mean, I'm just – shocked that you say he even has stories because Harry wasn't he wasn't the guy that would talk very much I mean on the plane you know he just kind of sit there and you know what I mean maybe he talked to you guys but he didn't talk too he much was, stuff he was kind of a growler yeah <laughs> <laughs> can I add to the story real quick I don't yeah. know Harry but I, I looked this up so I just wanted to, to see if I could find it um this is from the Daily Nebraska uh, about that game. Okay. Uh, Nebraska coach Tom Osborne said Monday he knows the secret to Harry Griminger's strong play against UCLA. I think Harry played so well because he decided to rest himself on punting plays. Osborne <laughs> joke. Griminger mistakenly left the game on a fourth down situation in the first quarter. Consequently, Nebraska had only 10 players on the field. UCLA blocked Scott Livingston's punt oh, no. and recovered at the Husker six-yard line, but the Huskers recovered a UCLA fumble on the next play. <laughs> Probably why Harry had to play good if he was going to be in trouble when he got home. <laughs> oh, man. Harry, man. I mean, for those of you that don't know Harry, I mean, I know he's a good guy. But it's just you, – it's one of those things where I can sit here all day and try and tell you, but until you know Harry and, and if you weren't there – it still won't make sense to yeah, you. Yeah, he's, there's a lot of stories about Harry. There's a lot of stories about all of us back then. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. tell people they can believe about 20% of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I know everybody was doing things, you know, that was kind of not normal, let's just say. But, I, you know, like I say, we all kind of had our little groups. Sure. You know, I mean, because I hung with most of my buddies. You hung with most of your buddies. So, I'm pretty sure there are some stories that I, I'm not aware of, but I'm looking forward to hearing these Harry stories. You know, you talk about that. We And we didn't – you and I didn't hang out together. Oh, no, 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 no. But tell you what, on the field – Oh, yeah. You, you talk about – you know, you, you think about a team. You know, you mm -hmm. go to – any place I've been after Nebraska, anytime anyone tried to call it a team, it just – it wasn't a team like I knew. Because right. back then, Coach Osborne knew how to put a team together. And, Absolutely. And we were a group of – 
Call us misfits. Call us from, you know, whatever yeah. you want from different parts of the country. Right. But, man, on the field, in practice and in games, yeah. we, we all had the same goal in mind. We oh, absolutely. We're, we're all going in the same direction. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know what? I'll say it this way. We may not have hung together off the field, but on the field we were one. And what I mean by that is, well, I was telling the story earlier how I used to hide behind you guys. Even though we didn't hang off the field, on the field, I was safe behind y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And you guys had my back and we had y'all's back. And that was always understood without being said. Yeah. And I give Coach Osborne credit for that as well oh, because yeah. he had some assistance that made sure we were all ready so that he didn't have to do nothing sure. but just lead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he talked to those guys a lot. His assistants, they all knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those guys work from – Early morning to yeah. late at night. Yeah, I, to be I, on the same page. And I, you know, I, I used to laugh about that too because I'm like, Coach Osborne would always, he would always be acting like he he ain't paying attention, but he had done his work before oh, practice. Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing how much those guys, how much they worked. The thing I remember, they used to track themselves. They would, you know, they would, you'd always, you know, scout another team, know what their plays they were going to run. Mm-hmm. Coach Osborne would track his own play calling. To find out if he got any tendencies that the other teams could pick up on, just crazy yeah. oh, you know, yeah. th- that you think about stuff like that that these guys do and did, and they right. had the time to do it. And they, I mean, you're right; they were there all the time. I mean, I I don't remember ever beating a coach to practice. Oh no, oh no, we were sli- <laughs> we, were, we were young guys. We were sleeping back. Then. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's amazing. But like I said, you know, I I, I tell people this all the time. You know. We, we were on that team that went 12-0, and number one team in the nation for 12 straight weeks. Went down to Miami for the third straight year and, and uh, was playing Miami for the national championship. And people always saying, man, y'all should have kicked that extra point and tied, you know, and you'd still been national champion. But I just don't. And to this very day, I don't think that's our mindset. No. I mean, we did not go to Miami to tie. There was not a not a question in my mind yeah. when that play came up. It was yeah, it was just I mean, we it, were gonna do it. And, and, and Coach Osborne made the decision so quick. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like timeout, let's think about this. No, I mean as soon as we scored, I think Jeff scored, he's like, All right, going for two. You know, if you watch that play and of course you say what you want about the play and I great call. You mm-hmm. know, we practiced that play quite a bit oh, during, I, during the I, season. Trust me, yeah. And it you know, it, it was the right call. It just, you know, didn't wasn't yeah. quite executed right. But right after that play got missed, Coach Osborne's on the sideline getting ready for the kickoff. I mean, he's he's moving to the next side. Even though we didn't have much time, yeah, right. he still had faith that we the, could get something done right. on, on the kickoff or on defense or, or whatever. And that's, that was uh, that was kind of interesting you say that because that was the mindset. Yeah. You know, we, we, we just – we were so used to winning that we – even though that was a bad situation – we just felt like, well, there was still time on the clock. So we got, you know, we still got action. And it wasn't just that year. I mean, our earlier in our career, yep. for me, the next year, we always knew we could win. Yeah. You know, we always expected to win. And uh, I'm glad that, that that mindset was there then. And I want that mindset to come back. Yeah. Because, I mean, I said this before, but I don't think the current players understand that that simple concept that it took me forever to get, but I got it now, which is once a Husker, always a Husker. Yeah. I mean, this is going to live with you forever. 
you know, and I, I think about that a lot. And we're all a team. We're all brothers. Yeah, you we're know, brothers, man. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's funny. I, you know, I, you go to these reunions or these end club meetings. Um, you know, I know guys from the 70s right. that, that I call my friends. Yeah. I know guys from the 90s that I call my friends. Right. Good different reasons. You know, right. I, I coached for the Lincoln Lightning, the indoor football team, for okay. a while when it came okay. to town, Lincoln Capitals. I did it for about five years. So I got to know kind of that group. You know, that was in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So those were guys that played in the late 90s and early 2000s. And so I got to know that group. And so it's just cool when you can go somewhere. And be and even if you didn't, you're still this this group, this team. Man, it's it's, it's like an unwritten rule or something. I guess it would be the equivalent to a fraternity. Yeah. It's like we're all brothers, and, and you know. And I love that because the guys that played like Johnny Rogers, them played in those, in that era. Jeff Kenny, those guys to this very day, I still call them big brother. Yeah. You know, and, and and the guys that played after me, I call them my little brothers. I mean. It's just a real unique situation, man, that I don't think no other team has that type of mentality or history. Yeah. No, it's it's good. It yeah, I, I it's just this cool thing. It's a cool thing. Well we you know you know what though? You was telling me that after you left Nebraska in eighty four, what did you do after that? So in eighty five okay. I was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Okay. So I went and played for the Buffalo Bills and um Played in the NFL for, NFL for five seasons. Okay. Now, it's completely different. You know, at least in Buffalo. It was. Right, you right. You know, we get there. I get there, and the first year, uh, we go 2-14. and 14. <laughs> I mean, I didn't lose 14 games. I don't know how many games I lost at Nebraska yeah. the whole five years I was there. Yeah. But it wasn't 14. <laughs> and uh, Kay Stevens was our head coach. Okay. And then uh, halfway through that, my first season, uh, he gets fired. Hank Bola takes over as head coach. Halfway through my second season, Hank gets fired. Marv Levy comes in. He's a head coach. So I'm halfway through. I've been a season and a half, right? Yeah. And I got three head coaches already. <laughs> now, Marv Levy stuck around for a long time after that. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, um, you know, maybe because we weren't winning. But right. it, just, it just didn't have that same feel as Nebraska. And mm-hmm. I don't think the NFL does. Unless you're on well, it becomes a, more of a business. It's a business. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, you're a commodity. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I'm glad I did it. I got five years in. Um, you know, there's it, the, the cool thing about the NFL, especially now, you know, with collective bargaining, they're trying to get more stuff to the older players. Right. Right. Uh, you know, pensions gone up a little bit. They've got some not health care, but they've got some you know joint replacement program. We all need new joints. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. The equipment isn't quite what it, it is now. It wasn't then. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I so I get it. They're taking care of us. Yeah. But you speaking of the losing, I'm thinking about my my first season with Washington Federals in the USFL. Yeah. I mean, I went from a team that was thirteen, well, twelve and zero, and within three weeks, I won a team. You know, because USFL started right after right. right after the bowl game. I mean, it wasn't three weeks, and I'm in in the camp with the Washington Federals. And at the end of that season, our record was three and fifteen. Ouch! I'm like, wow. You know, we lost so many games. The owner sold our team. The second year we were the Orlando Renegades. <laughs> so I mean, the losing part, I can I can relate to it. It's it's not fun. So after five seasons with Buffalo, then yeah, well, yeah, so I was, yeah, I, I moved around a little bit towards the end, '88. Um, actually, in, in uh, '88, uh, so I was there '85, '86, '87. Training camp of '88, they traded me to the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. 
So um, I go down there and they uh, and we're practicing an old War Memorial Stadium, old stadium, and they just had a concert there the night before. So I'm stretching. There's like broken glass on the <laughs> Like what is you know what's going on? Here? Buddy Buddy Ryan was a head coach. Oh wow! Oh, I was there for about a week, and um, Dave Remington was with the Bengals at the time, right? Yeah. Well, Dave they let Dave go at the Bengals and they picked him up with the Eagles. So. They picked Dave up, and so I'm back on the street again <laughs> in 88. <laughs> but the good thing about the NFL, as long as you're in shape, uh, you know, you're ready, right? Right. And so a guy, and uh, not a good thing, but the thing that happened was a lineman in Buffalo got hurt. Yeah. So I went back to Buffalo for most of that year. Oh, okay. And then wound up going down. They And he came, came back. They got rid of me. They waved me. And then I went down to Phoenix. Uh, for the end of 88 and 89. Okay. Yeah, and that was, you know, it's November 88. Yeah. Move from oh, Buffalo, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's not a hard sale. Yeah. Uh, that, I that mean, the good. weather the weather is definitely more favorable. Yeah, but that was the first year they moved down. They moved from St. Louis to Phoenix in okay. 88. So it was, we were still trying to figure it out. They were practicing in an old high school. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So you think, yeah. you think it's glamorous? Yeah. It no. ain't, it well, ain't, a lot of people don't there. understand that part of yeah. it. You know, they just, they kind of look at the highlights. That's right. You know, and the I, games. Yeah, the games. Yeah. You know, and then, and, and I always try to remind people, too, that just because you played pro ball doesn't mean that you was getting the same contracts that they're getting now. Sure. You know, yeah. a lot of people got that conception all wrong. They're thinking, well, you play pro ball, you're making 50 million yeah. a year. I'm like, no, they weren't giving out contracts like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's different now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot money, different. It, I mean, it, it wasn't terrible, but it ain't. Oh, no, like no, it, no. It, I wasn't complaining yeah, now. Yeah. I kept playing, but I, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't, wasn't 50 million a yeah. year. It, yeah. it wasn't Aaron Rodgers type no, deal. Not at all. Well, you know, after you got done playing ball, so did you come back to Nebraska? I did. I came back to Lincoln. Okay. And uh, I actually I worked for the Department of Roads. Oh, okay. Now, engineer. I got a civil engineering degree in That's Nebraska. what Mike Rose was talking yeah. about. He said, oh, you're going to have that smart guy on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, uh, it was a lot of work, right, in college and getting an engineering degree. Ken Graver mentioned him before. He was a mechanical engineer. So okay. Ken and I would study a lot together. Oh, okay. Night. So I think um, – you know, guys like Harry and Mark Dom went out and played video games <laughs> and, and ate Arby's, and me and Ken would go uh, study uh, for the go night. Y'all go to the library or something. Well, we had fun. Yeah. yeah we made it fun. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I worked for the Department of Roads. How uh, long did you do that? 30 years. Wow. Yeah, I was in uh, – most of the end of my career was in the bridge division, so I ran the all the – I was responsible for all the state highway bridges in Nebraska. Wow. Yeah. That's a big responsibility, dude. Yeah. And so, so I retired uh, end of 21. Okay. So now Karen and I just drink coffee and read the newspaper. <laughs> you got the tough life now, huh? <laughs> you just, it, it's called relaxing. <laughs> well, I think in my, in my opinion, you've earned the right. It's been relax. good. It's yeah. been, you know, I enjoyed my career. I, I enjoy what I'm doing now. Yeah. You know, I, I turned 60 in November, so okay. Okay. I don't know that I won't do something fun for work, but yeah. But right now I'm enjoying it. Well, you know, if you really don't have to, it's probably cool to just take a little time off yeah. and do what you want to do. That's right. I like it. Hey, don't y'all go anywhere, man. We're going to take one more break, and then we'll wrap this thing up. But, hey. I appreciate everybody on this holiday weekend taking time out of their busy schedule to listen to the show. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back.